0: Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is the Charger Rundown. I'm Hannah Connolly here with Evan Mick covering all things Hillsdale Charger athletics. Today we will be interviewing Cole McQuinney and Garrett Bolte, members of the Hillsdale Charger men's basketball team. Evan and I are here with Cole McWinnie, player for the Charger basketball team. Cole, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, first question: What made you decide to commit to Hillsdale? Was it your first choice? Did you have other options? What were was the process with that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, just going through the recruiting process as a junior, you know, it was kind of a, a crazy time with COVID and everything. So, um, we we were shut down actually for AAU basketball. So, um, yeah, we just I was just kind of seeing, you know, who. Who was offering and things like that, and then uh, Hillsdale came around, and I actually had uh, one of my best friends growing up. His dad and his mom, they both went to Hillsdale, so I was kind of familiar with Hillsdale, but like I didn't know for sure like that this was the place I wanted to be until I was able to get up on campus and you know meet Coach Tharp and uh, Coach Pritzel, who was our assistant at the time, and just kind of seeing the culture that they said, and um, you know I just
2: kind of knew right away that it was it was the fit for me. So Cole, you usually come off the bench early in a game. How do you keep the focus and energy when you're waiting to get into the game?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of my role this year. You know, coming off the bench, I try to provide that, you know, that spark, that little energy that we need off the bench. And um, just kind of, you know, it's it's been good. You know, we, we've been starting off games well and just just to be able to come in there and keep it going, you know, because, you know, we have full trust in the starters to, to get us going and then just keep it rolling, you know.
0: And so outside of games and practice, what is something that your team does to encourage chemistry on and off the court?
1: Yeah, I mean we we uh we have a team house and we we try to hang out pretty much as much as possible and just kind of do things together and team meals and such. So, um, coaches do a good job of just kind of having us do team bonding things and you know the guys get along really well. So it's it's not really like we have to force anything. It's just kind of it's kind of nice the way it happens. But it's been it's been pretty
2: smooth and you know the guys get along really well. As a team, how do you guys balance two point and three point shots?
1: Yeah. So um obviously i'm i'm more of a three point shooter uh coach prefers the two point shots i'd say for the most part but uh but i mean we yeah we uh we definitely have a focus on getting inside but um you know when we can get our feet set and get some inside out threes then those are the ones that are encouraged but yeah we've been uh we've been we haven't been shooting it great from the three-point line as a team overall, so we've been kind of focusing more on getting to the two-point line and getting inside out threes so we can have a better percentage on our three-point shots, but we've been uh we've been really improving here in the last several weeks on that, so.
0: And so, it's game day. What are the things that you have to do to get ready for a game? What's your pre-game routine look like if you have one?
1: Yeah. Um I mean, well we have our shoot around in the morning, um and then We just kind of have a little shooting game, me and uh, two of the freshmen, Mikey McCullum and Logan Beeston. We have a little shooting routine thing after, and um, we go to the finish line before every game for our pregame meal. Uh, They always get us right, so always good food over there. And then, um, yeah, just got to go back, take a a cold shower, take a nap, and, and then pretty much ready to go.
0: And so if you were talking to, say, a potential recruit, what would you tell them is the most significant and memorable aspects of the Hillsdale basketball program, Mm -hmm. and what sets Hillsdale itself apart from other programs and schools? Yeah,
1: I'd just say the culture, honestly. Like, I think it was built by Coach Tharp, you know, his 15 years here, where he was just, it was just a, you know, a strong foundation where, you know, we don't really have guys that transfer in and out. You know, most most D2 programs in our conference have, you know, five-ish transfers you know where they've got guys coming in and out every year and at Hillsdale it's just like it's a stable atmosphere that you know exactly what you're going to have from year to year which I think is huge it's just kind of knowing that the guys that you come in with are going to be the guys that you graduate with and kind of just knowing that you know that stability and that culture is always going to be there and coach Bradley has done a great job of just you know continuing on that culture because he was with us the last three years as an assistant and you know he obviously he has his own his own culture in a way, but you know it's been it's been a smooth turnover just because he's been a part of it. So
2: big conference win this past weekend. You guys dominated this game. Actually, never Kentucky Wesleyan never had the lead. Mm-hmm. So what's the biggest difference when you guys are playing with the lead and how you play?
1: Yeah, I mean obviously you it's uh you know on Thursday we struggled we got we got to we got behind a little bit, but uh you know on Saturday we were just focused on starting strong and uh you know obviously playing from the lead you just. Just got to keep it rolling, you know. We, you get feeling good about yourself, and then just, just uh, you know, keep getting the shots that we want, and just kind of control the pace
2: of the game. So, so you got to redshirt your freshman year. Mm -hmm. What does that look like as a basketball player, and what did it help you learn? Yeah, I mean, I think redshirting is huge. Like, obviously,
1: it kind of has like a, a bad undertone, I'd say, where like some people are like, oh, like you weren't good enough to play as a freshman, and that's that's not even what it is really. I think it's just a great uh, opportunity to develop and. Like especially we we do a good job of like redshirt lifts where, um, you know, you just really focus on getting stronger and getting better in the system and, you know, with our system especially with the motion it's kind of difficult as a freshman to come in and, you know, know all the intricacies right away. So for me I think it was just huge for my development just, you know, getting more comfortable with the system and you know just getting my body ready because it's so it's so much different than the high school game you know just the physicality and the speed. So just getting more up to speed with that stuff and. I think it gave me an advantage, and especially when I'm getting into my fifth year here in a few years, where you know it'll just be so much more physical, so much more physical, and and things like that.
0: And so, what is your major, and what are your plans after college?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm a finance major. Um, I don't have any any set plans right now. I'm thinking about uh, possibly being a grad assistant somewhere mm-hmm. and uh, and going and getting my master's, and then seeing if that if that leads into coaching somewhere down the line or something like that. But uh, we'll see. Go get that masters hopefully and then we'll and then we'll see
2: from there. Of all the players who've appeared in all the games, you have the most assists per minute. Why do you think that you're so high in that stat? Yeah, I
1: mean I I always have been a, a pass first guy, I'd say, and just uh, you know, I, I love uh sharing the rock. That's kind of been what I do since since I was a, a little kid. So uh, you know, I've I've all been working on my passing every day since I was little and Um, just trying to hit guys on target, hit guys in their shooting pocket. And, um, yeah, I think I'd say that's something that I really take pride in.
0: And so last question for you, how has your faith impacted your athletic journey here at Hillsdale before and your life in the future?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's been, uh, you know, it's, it's been a journey for sure here. You know, there's, there's been ups and downs obviously through the red shirt year, um, you know I, we, I was a part lucky to be a part of a great team you know we went to the elite 8 that year which made it a lot easier um you know just knowing that we were having success but it's still difficult like just having those times where you're like can i still do this you know um and you know obviously you you don't want to be tr- too dramatic but those doubts do start to creep in and just just leaning on you know you know god has me here for a reason and you know he wouldn't have put me in a position where you know i was I was going to fail and because I, I really felt like once I got here and prayed about it on my visit that this was the place that I was supposed to be and just kind of comfortable with these people so just continuing to trust God through through all of that uh through um you know the decision process and and just kind of freshman year and to here and just to s- kind of see it start to pay off is is really rewarding.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Cole. Yeah, thank you. You're listening to the Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Evan and I are here with Garrett Bolte, player on the Hillsdale men's basketball team. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: So first question, what made you decide to commit to Hillsdale? Was it your first choice? Were you weighing options? How did that process look?
3: Yeah, um, throughout the whole process, I wanted a really strong academic school, but a lot of the schools that were recruiting me weren't really up to that standard. And then eventually when Hillsdale came around, I was really excited by it. And then when I came here on the campus, I kind of just got that feeling that I wanted to be here, and I liked the guys on the team and the coaches and the culture. So it was really just a perfect storm of things.
2: Garrett, as a guy who's six foot six, 215, uh, you're definitely not the smallest player, but you're also not really the biggest Uh, How do you you say that you match up against other players in your conference?
3: Yeah, that's actually a great question because I'm still figuring that out really because the position I play is the four, the power forward, and it's really just different each game. Sometimes they play a guard that's 6'2", that's a lot quicker than me. Sometimes they play someone who's 6'8", and taller than me. So I kind of have to be good at both guarding inside and outside, which is probably something that I work on the most to make sure that I can – you know, not get scored on and be able to be there for my team on defense.
0: So what are your major and what are your plans after college? If you figured that out yet.
3: Yeah. Major is financial management. Kind of took a while to figure that out. But as I've learned more and more about finance, I've been enticed by it. And I have an internship coming up this summer where I'll get real world experience. And what I'm thinking now is that I want to be a consultant, management consultant, so just kind of doing the steps it takes to become one of those.
0: And are you planning on staying in Michigan, or do you want to move outside? Where's home for you?
3: I'm from the Chicago area, okay. so going back there is probably the best option with all the businesses there yes. and opportunities. So
2: so during the short media timeouts, what are the usual talks about, coaching adjustments, that kind of stuff?
3: It's a lot about defense uh Coach Bradley's really big on defense, so that's always the first thing he addresses, whether it be media timeouts, um, in between halves, end of game, before game. It's always defense first. And then we go over what set we're going to run coming out of the media timeout. Again, Coach Bradley, another thing he's big on is sets, set plays, and he has probably – 100 in right now so he cycles through he sits there on his paper eventually finds one it's probably the most stressful part of the media timeout is that last 10-15 seconds where we're waiting for him to call something and make sure that we know <laughs> the set too because there's 100 of them
0: and so outside of games in practice what is something that your team does to encourage chemistry off of the court
3: yeah we absolutely like do everything together so whether that be team meals or um coach Bradley will organize some gatherings at his house and his wife um they host us and they make food and all the coaches all the players come together and we have like secret santa we did thanksgiving together cuz we couldn't go home but yeah honestly we all live together we all do things together i mean we take classes together so pretty much every aspect of life we're bonding forming some sort of chemistry
2: who got the best secret santa gift
3: um It sounds selfish and like (laughs) obsessed to self-obsessed to say that I gave the best gift, but it was voted on, and (laughs) I gave Connor a pretty good gift. But um, I think Jacob Meyer also gave a good one, and uh, I think those were probably the top two. So,
2: so you had a great play against Lake Erie College. Can you kind of walk us through that play?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So what I remember most about that game is having to play the five and their best player is their five. And so I kind of took a lot of ownership and trying to do my best and do whatever it took. And that's not really a play that shows up on the box score is throwing it off the guy who's standing out of bounds to get an extra possession, extra offensive rebound. But in the moment I was just thinking like, wow, I'm not going to get to this. So the next logical step was throw it off of him and it just wound up going off his head and kind of looked pretty <laughs> funny. But it was a play that, you know, gets you, uh, it, it, we categorize it as like a winning play in film, and so I was super proud of that to kind of, as someone who comes off the bench, make an impact in some way and contribute.
0: Before games, do you have any sort of pregame routine that you have, and if so, what is it? Like, what are the things that you have to do in order to get in the right headspace before a game? And if you don't do them, like, are you messed up?
3: Yeah, um, I think I've gotten less superstitious as I've got older, <laughs> but on our team, we definitely have a lot of superstitions. And I think one that I have is I always wear the same things every game day, like down socks, underwear and beyond, like everything is the exact same. I got to wash it the night beforehand. I
0: going to say, I hope it's clean. <laughs>
3: yeah, got to. So that's probably the biggest one. And then as far as a routine, um, it really doesn't start until like right before the game. Um, I used to do coffee, but I don't think it really helped me that much. So I got away from that and instead, probably 10 minutes before we do the team talk upstairs, I go down into the locker room and I like splash my face with cold water a couple times and I sit in my locker and like stare and visualize what I need to do to, you know, just be there for my team and contribute to winning and kind of address the main topics that I think are important for me that day or that game. And then after that, I'm good. I feel mentally focused. And that's kind of something I got in the habit of doing to feel, I guess you could say, locked in for each game.
2: As a team, how do you balance two-point and three-point shots during a game?
3: Well, we always want to get pressure on the rim. So if we can get two-point shots all game, layups, post-touches, transition layups, we're obviously going to take that first. But Three-point shots are usually a product of that, so everything with us starts going towards the rim and then getting better looks from three and late shot clock getting the best possible three-pointers. We obviously don't want to force three-point shots, and we want to get the best looks available.
0: If you're talking to, let's say, a potential recruit, what would you tell him is the most significant and memorable aspect of the basketball program at Hillsdale and what sets Hillsdale apart from other programs?
3: I'd say for the most memorable part, I think... The bonds between coaches and players are something you don't forget because they are so unique. Everyone's personality fits together, and we have a really interesting culture where we have a lot of dynamic personalities coming together, always joking around. And what separates us, I think, kind of goes hand in hand with that. And then in addition to, you know, the culture of the team, you add in just the obsession over winning and how we've had so much success in the past with coach Roundy Tharp, And his energy and now Coach Bradley's honestly an extension of him, you know, not as flamboyant as a personality, Mm -hmm. but definitely (laughs) as winning obsessed and as locked in. And he's going to give you everything. And it's just a culture where you want to do your best for the team because you feel that obligation and you feel that the coaches are giving everything for you and you got to give everything for them and your teammates beside you.
2: Although you weren't able to come up with victory Thursday's game versus Walsh, there was a clear difference between the team's first half and the second half. So what caused that big shift?
3: Yeah, honestly, in college basketball, weird starts like that happen. And sometimes you can't really explain it. And we just – it felt like there was a lid on the rim in the first half. And I think the shift was kind of realizing – how they're guarding us a lot differently than teams have in the past and a lot differently than we've ever seen. And so addressing that at halftime and kind of slowing them down on offense a little bit because they ran wild with it in the first half, kind of those halftime adjustments was probably the biggest thing. And I think they kind of cooled off a little bit too. I think they barely missed in the first half. And of course they're gonna cool off a little bit in the second half, so that helped too.
2: Uh, So you guys had a big win this last weekend. What does a conference win against such a great team mean? Yeah, those are huge. Every
3: single conference win feels like a lot bigger than any other game should because everyone in the league, whether that be our league or any other leagues around D2, is so even and you have to work really hard each game because anyone can beat you on any night and Winning in the conference is hard to come by. Winning is hard in general, so you obviously have to celebrate that every time, especially against a team, Kentucky Wesleyan, that beat us last year, Um, you know, and are capable of winning the league even. They beat Louisville earlier, which is a D1 team. So just goes to show how good the teams are, and each time you beat a team like that, it's it's really big, and you got to hold on to that for a little bit, but obviously you got to move on to the next one, so it's kind of a cyclical thing.
0: Okay, so talk to me about for a little bit, if you've ever been through something like this, before college, in college, what was a challenge mentally or physically during your basketball career that you've faced? And what did you do to overcome that?
3: Probably the biggest challenge was in high school. I like totally blew out my knee, and it was a long recovery process. And the biggest challenge of it was just getting back to normal speed. I felt so slow. But um, working through that was just doing a bunch of like exercises that I've never even heard of, you know, Um, strengthening rehab, a lot of lower body based stuff to strengthen. It's more about movement, honestly, laterally, vertically. And that was honestly really annoying to do as a 15, 16 year old kid. But uh, I think I appreciate it now and can really uh, just look back and I'm glad i did all that stuff because that helped me continue to get to where i am in my career and it was probably the first hurdle and probably the biggest hurdle that i had to get over
2: so you got to redshirt your freshman year what does that look like as a basketball player and how did you learn during that time
3: yeah the redshirt process was something i'd like vaguely heard of before coming here and then at this school typically uh historically freshmen really don't play it's a lot of redshirting And that process is super beneficial and I completely understand why so many people choose that route after doing it. It's because, you know, the college game is so much different. I mean, you go from playing against kids that are smaller than you, slower than you, to grown men that are quicker than you, stronger than you. And you have to take that year to um, really work on your body and you do extra lifts, uh, harder lifts than the rest of the team because obviously you're not playing in games. So I think we were lifting probably three times a week and um, trying to gain weight. I know our athletic trainer, Tyler, he uh, got me on creatine that year to put more weight on. And you really uh, run the scout team in practice. So you get to work more on your skills. They encourage you when you get the ball and you're trying to score to work on things that are going to translate next year. And so it's a really beneficial process overall.
0: And so finally... Talk to us a little bit how you balance between being a student at such an academically rigorous school Mm -hmm. like Hillsdale with also being an athlete for the school.
3: Yeah, it's, um, you really become more efficient with your time. I think is the biggest thing. Like in high school, I don't think I was as diligent about just, um, working through the homework as soon as I could and getting it out of the way because in college you kind of have that set schedule every day and you get to a point where it's, Technically free time, but the best use of that time is to get your homework out of the way. And I think honestly, just that the time management and um, making sure that when you miss because you're traveling, you miss classes, or if there's exams coming up, is just communicating with professors. So luckily, they're like very flexible at our school, and they care about you. So. Um, That's the biggest thing is just making sure you communicate with professors because you will have times where you need to kind of be catered to in a way. But they're very nice about that. And that's probably been what's helped me the most.
0: Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Garrett, for joining us.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you for listening. This is the Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.